I'm Danielle West. Welcome to Intentional Marriages Podcast, where we share vulnerable insights about marriage. So I am so excited to introduce you to Melinda Dennison. Melinda and her husband transferred down to Atlanta in 2012. I met them through my husband. Um, Jeremy was going to be working for my husband, Russ. And Melinda and I became fast friends. As she was getting acclimated to Atlanta, there was a live Christian conference called Catalyst. And Mm -hmm. through some godly events, we ended up going together. And that's another story for another time. It it was through that conference that um, Melinda didn't know I had already been asked to be a mentor. And I was quite nervous about accepting that role as I did not want to be known as the older woman. I saw myself as an equal, me being 50, her being 25. (laughs) Anyways, it was through that conference. I don't know if I've told you, and maybe you've heard me share this with others, but that you were the catalyst that gave me, no pun intended, you were the catalyst at the Catalyst Conference that gave me the confidence to be a mentor. That's awesome. And I kept thinking, I don't have much to share, but what you taught me in the questions you were asking me was just share your life experience. Oh, yeah. And, and it, you know, I was a few years ahead of you. <laughs> and, um, and it was through that that I was able to gain some confidence in moving forward with that. And I know a gal out there that's very grateful <laughs> for that experience. And, very grateful. Um, sure. Hello, Miriam. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so anyways, this is Melinda Dennison. I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. She is an artist. And she's a, a brilliant artist. She's a very <laughs> humble artist. She <laughs> built a beautiful website where she sells abstracts, watercolors, and hand lettering. And if you want to check her out, go to melindadennison.com. And so welcome, Melinda. Thank you. I'm so excited to do this with you. Yeah. And so what, what we've done is I've um, prepared some questions that I've sent to Melinda ahead of time and asked her if she would answer these questions. And then she was able to choose some questions of her own that she agreed to answer. So we're just going to go through this list and um, we'll take it from there. So how did you meet Jeremy? Jeremy and I met um, about eight years ago and I, on just a last minute decision, went to Mexico on a mission trip and I was there for about two weeks and uh, came back home and it was actually through Facebook that we met. I posted my photos up of my trip, and uh, Jeremy grew up in Mexico. His parents were missionaries there. And one of his grade school teachers that I had met over there, we kind of met through her over Facebook. And uh, he saw me in a picture with her, his teacher, and uh, so he just wrote me, and that's how it all started. <laughs> so we just kind of wrote each other, and it was long distance. And then um, we got to meet in person a few months later. And then a little over a year after we met, we got married. Wow. So, yeah, it was for both of us. It was like, yeah, we knew we were the ones for each other. So that's awesome. Yeah. So Facebook was was kind of how we met. (laughs) That's neat, especially with a lot of people meeting online now. But yours was a little bit more organic. It was never, never expected it to happen that way. But. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. 
how did he propose? He, Jeremy is very romantic. He's very thoughtful. So mm, lucky you. Yes, lucky me. <laughs> we, um, he lived in at, right outside of Washington, Washington D.C. at the time, and uh, I was in Louisiana. So I, I went up there to meet his family. His family was back in the states. I was up there for a few weeks, and the day before I left <laughs> to go back home, he, uh, I got this note, and it was this handwritten in calligraphy. He did it. The edges were burnt. I mean, it was just beautiful. And wow. it was, be ready by six. There was a dress on the place I was staying. There was a dress on the bed he picked out. Really? I mean, it was flowers everywhere. It was just very romantic. So, um, yeah. Oh, and before that, his mom had taken me to get my hair done and just like a spa day. Did you She's, have any idea? No, I didn't. I was hoping. But he had kind of tricked me before and had this romantic dinner out on the gazebo. And I thought, oh, this is it. And then uh, nothing happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to get my hopes up this time. But uh, anyway, I had this spa day. And um, so when I got dressed, this limousine pulled up. And Jeremy got out. Another dozen roses. Oh, wow. It was just really romantic. But we had this dinner out in Washington, D.C. And uh, the whole time, just really romantic. And then we went to uh, the Lincoln Memorial. It was night. We were walking around. And there's a place I had never seen before. It was kind of like a um, on the side of the reflective pond. Mm-hmm. And there was a bottle in the water and with a message in it. I pulled it out and had my ring in there. And it was this gorgeous letter. And, uh, yeah, it was a proposal of a lifetime. And that's when he asked me to be his wife. Wow. So this bottle's in the water. The bottle is in the water. He, he had his friend put it there. And uh, his friend was actually in the bushes a few feet away, was filming. (laughs) My ring is in there. So, but yeah, it was like the the monument, you know, in the background. And it was just beautiful. So, yeah. Wow. And he told me this elaborate story of how he made it up. It was like this uh, Romeo and Juliet type thing. And he was like, the bottle is known to appear every once in a while in the water. (laughs) So, yeah, that was. That's a really great, great proposal. It was all, I mean, it was amazing. And you have it on video? Uh, yeah. It's kind of fuzzy. It was a night, so, right, right. Yeah, but it's it's there. We're there. <laughs> wow. Yes. Do you still have it? I do. I want to find it because. Now would be really cool to see. I know. I, I'm going to have to go through our tapes to find that because, yeah. I, I know, know I have pictures too. So, okay. But yeah, okay. we do a video of that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I got I came across some weird trivia where it said this is the old Norse people, this is the language of the Vikings, would say, quote unquote, I took an arrow in the knee, and that's slang for getting married. And that's why guys get down on one knee. <gasps> I never knew that. Yeah. That's so was, interesting. Yeah, I know it sounds really random, but I was like, Yeah, why do guys get down on one knee? I never thought of that. Yeah, so I wow. took an arrow in the knee. <laughs> That's so great. We'll get that trending. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. So how long have you guys been married now? We just celebrated our seventh anniversary. Seven years. The seven year mark. We did. It went by so fast. It does, doesn't it? It does. I never dreamed it would. It was just amazing. So it's gone by really fast. And yet it seems like I've been with him a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. So what's one thing that has surprised you after you guys got married? You know, I was thinking about this question, and I would have to say 
I expected more conflict. Conflict, to be honest with you. I expected to be more just having to work things out all the time. But it surprised me how how great Jeremy communicated early on. And that allowed me to because I wasn't so great as a communicator. And uh, it was more, you know, internal. So that really was a pleasant surprise, I think, in marriage. Jeremy's a very black and white person. So everything I knew about him when we dated was the exact same person as when I married. There were no surprises in that area. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the surprise came more as a positive one. Like, wow, it's, it's a, you know easier in a way than I thought to, to live with someone that I'd only known for a year <laughs> Yeah. in my case. And that we dated long distance too. And um, I don't know, friendship from it. So it was just, you could tell God had put that together because it was just um, refreshing to me. So. Yeah. And that friendship shows in your marriage. Good. Yeah. I'm just even that. walking around your new house that you guys are putting back together mm-hmm. in this, um, not rehab. <laughs> it's a it's, rehab. It's, it's a fixer upper. <laughs> but in putting this back together, it just seeing how you two complement each other in, yeah. in doing yeah. this and that you're doing it together. Yeah. It looks like it's made you guys even stronger. Oh my gosh. Yes. I could tell you a million stories about how it's made stronger. And I'm thankful for that because it could easily have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. Where it's just a bitter mess of mm-hmm. you know, this task we've taken on over the last four years. So. Yeah, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, and it's, it's by his leadership, really. And, and and that's so key that when you come across something that is hard in marriage, you're making a choice. Are we going to turn towards each other or away from each other? Yeah. And Russ and I experienced a, a financial um, storm two years into our marriage. And mm-hmm. it, it took it, something that I needed that was really important to me was him draw, drawing out a plan. He had the plan in his head how we were going to work through it. But until he told me that, then I was able to get on board. And then yeah. we were able to ride that financial storm together. Exactly. And made us stronger. So it makes um, a little difference when you're a teen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you're not isolated on your own yes. trying to. And, you know, there's been times I've had some isolation in our storms. But um mm-hmm. But it's neat to see that this has definitely brought you two even closer it together. Has. It has. Thank the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So what would you say is your love language? Mm, I think with Jeremy, it is, because I was trying to think, like, for I would say anybody else, a friendship or anything, it would be affirmation. But I think with him, with our marriage, it's quality time. Mm-hmm. Probably a, a perfect mix of the two, really, of quality time and affirmation. Um, from him so and for him it's affirmation so it's it's kind of nice to have that same thing that we can give the same love language we can give back and forth so yeah it makes it easier it's when they have a different love language that it actually requires more love to meet that need and so and I would think with both of your you know with his job and being able to um, work from home that you have the ability to spend more quality time than somebody that it would have to commute back and forth. You do. You really do. And that in itself was even adjustment because, you know, he worked uh, away for the first, I guess, three or four, three, four years of our marriage. So yeah, it was different because I, you know, 
I missed that because, you know, his hours when he was with me, he was tired and he had that long day at work and it was different and it was more of a weekend thing when he didn't have the pressure of work and that was our quality time together. But yeah, now that he works from home, it's a little different because of just of the journey of entrepreneurship and the stress that comes with that. But it's so nice that we can actually do that together. And we are, we, you know, he can come out of his office and immediately voice all these things that's going through his head, which is a lot. And because uh, he's, he's a thinker. <laughs> Mr. Is, visionary, yeah, right? Mr. Visionary. So it is nice to have that. And um, yeah, that quality time throughout the day that we're both here. So that is nice. Cool. So what are you both really excited about? Right now, I think it's been different each year. Right now, we're so excited about pursuing our creative endeavors. We're both creatives, and that's really nice to understand each other in that capacity. But um, we just have so much hope for the future right now because it's it's been a lot of fun to work towards that finally. Instead of it being on the back burner, now it's kind of our focus. And we're super excited about just pursuing that, you know, building his dreams and, and building mine as well. So, And I would think it would probably be frustrating if only one of you was creative and not understanding that drive or need to express the art. That is something I really prayed hard about finding in my husband. There were relationships before you know, just even talking with guys that I was really disappointed. And I felt that like they don't understand where I'm coming from, or they don't understand that I just want to stay home and paint all day. <laughs> like that's not a job. And it's so nice to be married to a creative who understands and that we can bounce those ideas off each other that might seem a little foreign and weird to, uh, to the logical thinker, I guess. <laughs> Right, and so just nice seeing, that. seeing this room upstairs, that's this huge loft that he's helped you turn into an art studio. Yes. I, I mean... Some that he people, did really in a day because he was so excited about me oh. wanting to do that again, putting teaching aside and just focusing on that. And yeah, wow. It's, it's very, yeah, he's very supportive in that. So it's nice to have that common thing between us. Yeah, I... I and I've never met someone as talented and as creative as you are. Oh, I gosh, mean, the list you. goes on from singing <laughs> to playing the harp to painting to hand lettering. I mean, it's it's amazing. And it's so much fun to see you sharing that now with the world. Thank you. So I'm, I'm really I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm excited to be in a place now where I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have the confidence to back that up, so... That's great. So what's one thing you do for your husband every day? The one thing I do for him every day um, is I pray for him. It's just kind of a habit. I wake up. He's the first thing that, that I do is just pray for him. And it's nothing elaborate. It's just fill him with the Holy Spirit today. And then the other thing would be, uh, since he is home all day, and uh, both of us are at home, we... Um, a constant encouragement to each other, affirmation, especially when one of us is down and having problems with our business. And it's nice to have that there, mm-hmm. that shoulder to lean on there. You know, so I'd say uh, affirmation every day. Mm-hmm. Of course, saying I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are you struggling with? What I'm struggling with right now 
is confidence. Mm. And not having that fear of um, of when you're putting yourself out there, when you're putting your art out there or whatever it is, just having confidence that it's valuable and not having uh, anxiety about what possibly could happen mm-hmm. or, you know, is this going to be a failure or, um, you know, all those things that those fears that come. So that's my, my biggest struggle right now is having anxiety about the future mm-hmm. in our entrepreneurship and then um, self-confidence. It's a daily, a daily thing I have to go back to and, and just ask God. So and I love how you rely on God to have the self-confidence to to keep putting your art out there because it's it's a very vulnerable, it a is. very vulnerable task to do. And Brene Brown has quoted um, a quote from President Roosevelt that I just love, love, love. Mm-hmm. And I think you you mentioned that you had painted this on the back of. It's um, one of my favorites. Yeah. And it's the man in the arena. And I know probably a lot of people listening have heard this before. But I'm going to read it again. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there's no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. And that, that's what I love. You are daring greatly because I know what kind of courage it takes for you to put yourself out there. It does. Vulnerable is the best word for that. It, uh, yeah, it's just opening yourself up to whomever, you know, looks at your art or whatever it may be and uh, gives them room to say something positive or negative about it. And it's hard to separate that from yourself, not taking it personally and just let it be you. So. Mm-hmm. It, it's a daily thing for me to ask God for that confidence. <laughs> right, right. And I've, I've been on the sidelines listening to these podcasts going, okay, I don't think I want it to be an hour long and, and just critiquing these podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, all of a sudden I get ready to do this first one with you and I'm, I'm nervous. I'm like, <laughs> okay, maybe I can find something else to do. Yeah. All of a sudden I didn't want to do the podcast and because now I'm going to be sitting in a seat where I'm being critiqued, critiqued yeah. and and it's nerve wracking. It is, it really is. But gain so much from it. And, and there's that quote too. I'll have to find it. But it's about you know. So I just love Brene Brown. I love how vulnerable and transparent she is, mm-hmm. and um, you know, vulnerability and transparency is not something I grew up being. Mm-hmm. But I think through um, Russ and I've done years of counseling. That's what I've. Uh, it's been more of a learned behavior that I've done. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm curious: Have you guys? What are your thoughts on counseling? And have you guys ever been? The first time 
I heard of counseling, marital counseling in a positive way was actually from you and Russ. Um, before, I always thought it was for people who are on the verge of divorce right. or who had major right. problems in their marriage. Like mm-hmm. I thought that's what counseling was there for. Sure. So when I heard, you know, you and Russ have this beautiful marriage, this beautiful friendship, and that you'll go to counseling regularly. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we get that. A, we get that a lot. <laughs> and um, but I loved that idea of it's just another, like it's the one of the most important things in your life is your marriage, and why not have counselors, counselor, pour more wisdom into you, and um, another tool in the tool belt, you know. So I love that idea, and it was completely new to me, mm-hmm. and. Um, I discussed it with Jeremy when I first heard about it. Like, it was great. Mm-hmm. And he thought so too. And um, we haven't yet, but <clears throat> financially going forward, we are going to make a, a place for that in our budget where we can do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that idea. I think um, a lot of marriages would have built, been built stronger and been saved from a lot of heartache had you had that accountability and counsel in your life. So. I love that idea. Yeah. And but now that I think when we first started counseling, it was out of fear because we wanted to have a strong marriage. And so yeah. we entered into it probably out of fear. And then over time, it became something that we wanted to be intentional with. And, and then it turned into more like a life coach. Yeah. Because it was... We accept a coach in our sports. We accept a personal trainer in our fitness. We accept a financial advisor in our finances. Why wouldn't we accept a coach-like person in the most important relationship in our exactly. life? And so now when we go in, we're not introducing our names and giving some history for a therapist to work through. We go into somebody that knows the history and we can go immediately to whatever the crisis may be at the time. But even on the times that we go and we're just being proactive, there's already that that baseline, that foundation of who we are that we don't have to kind of catch somebody up. Right. And and I love being able to just go in and say, you know, hey, we're this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And even on the proactive days, you know, where we don't have anything to discuss, we still walk away with such good stuff. I love that. Yeah. And I love that you guys do that and work towards that because that's something I would have never thought of otherwise. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Well, um, just one quick example of if you have to measure how valuable and how successful has it been investing all these years, because we've literally gone once a month for the life of our marriage, which is mm-hmm. about to be <laughs> 12 years this November. Wow. So we started a year before. So 13 years. Wow. <laughs> so you'd think we'd be healed by now. <laughs> But um, the way I would measure success for myself is I was not a communicator. Russ is the communicator. Mm -hmm. And so early on in our marriage, it would literally take me three days after a fight to even recover and start talking again. Yeah, I can identify with that. Russ Russ was good within five minutes of the fight, and I'm taking, you know, three to five days. Well, now I can, within 20 minutes or even in the moment of some conflict, recover. Wow. And that's what I would say is success over the years that I've been able to communicate better. It just wasn't modeled in my family. You got mm-hmm. mad and you went away. 
Yeah. You did not you discuss build your it. wall. Oh. Yeah. You stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay in the walls here. I don't want to talk about it. It's the ice wall. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh. And then the irony of counseling was that that taught me that conflict brings even greater intimacy. Mm. That is such a foreign concept, but I can say with living proof, it is so true. And we get closer after each conflict now, each argument. It's, it's amazing. It is. And I would never, never, if you told me that I would have never, I wouldn't, I would say you're crazy. That's not possible. Right. With my, my family model. It's just not possible. So yeah. I love that. Well, I'm I'm excited to hear about you guys um, being proactive and putting that into and your budget. Out there and that. I'm excited about it. it. It it's a little scary at first because you're like, ooh, it's that vulnerable thing again, going in with someone, you know, giving them your history. And but uh, I've seen just the positive outcome with you and Russ and several other couples that have been doing it, mm-hmm. and I'm all for it. I can't wait. Well, thanks for sharing your thoughts on counseling, because mm-hmm. I think that stigma still out there today that mm-hmm. it's only for people that are in trouble. So um, thanks yeah. for helping kind of, I just want to um, crush that, that mm-hmm. idea um, of that stigma. So what's one piece of advice you would share with someone before they're getting married? I think it would be the same that people shared with me before I got married. And um, it was several ladies in my church had written me this note. It was really, it was a really great idea, just wisdom and things they had learned. But it was funny, the common, um, I guess the most common thing they all said was forgive quickly and love unconditionally. And, uh, Jeremy has been a great example of that because I came from a background too of once you get hurt, you build those walls and it takes a while to get over it. And, not a good good communicator so <laughs> and you always harbor that it's always there in the back of your mind so yeah i would say forgive quickly don't hold any grudge and love unconditionally and jeremy was a great example of that he never never once in seven years has he allowed us to have a disagreement and the sun to set on it mm. you know as the, as the verse says and uh, it's always resolved quickly and um that's definitely by his leadership. So that would be my advice. And the same that was shared to me. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Cause Russ is the same way. And there was always pressure to resolve it, but he would, he would come up against this brick wall. Yeah. That was like, we're not resolving this quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been punished enough yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh my word. And, and because I didn't have the tools or skills to even know how to resolve it. Right. And, and so it was, a, it was scary to, um, and I used to get into these funks and those funks were just me not talking. Exactly. And he just could not relate or understand. Jeremy and I were the same way. In fact, when we were dating and talking on the phone, we were talking about what our biggest, probably like what our biggest problems would be. And I told him that I said, once I get my feelings hurt and once I'm upset or I feel like, you know, it, it, someone's being, um, just vicious. I said, I just closed down and that's right. it. And right. it's not, I don't get over it in five minutes. And he's like, Oh no, no, I'll change that. And you're like, no, you won't. <laughs> but he did. And it was by his example. It was very, um, it was just very, he taught me how to communicate through it. 
in. So it can be done. <laughs> yeah, and, wow. <laughs> and, and good for you guys for this all happening before kids. Yes. Right? Oh, yes, definitely. You know, some people have to learn right along while having kids. So right. good for you guys. Mm. Good for you guys. So on a lighter note, what are you reading right now? Right now I'm reading, um, it's actually three books. Um, Jump In by Mark Burnett. It helps me identify with Jeremy, who's a visionary as well. There's a lot of similarities between Mark Burnett and and Jeremy. Um, and just gives me, um, it's encouraging when someone's gone through kind of the same thing, the same struggles, and they have that end goal, and they've made it and been successful. And it's really encouraging to to read it and say, okay, we're here right now, and you know, we've got that to look forward to. Uh, the other book is Secrets of the Secret Place, and um, it was actually um, Karen. Uh, Karen McAdams? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who gave me that book. I love, 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 love that book. Isn't it great? It is so great, and um, just full of wonderful truths about your quiet time and your, your alone time with God and making that real. So I'm loving that book right now. And the other one is Love, uh, love Does by Bob. Bob Goff. Yes. That's actually one of my first books I've read. I've listened to him several times, but um, it's the first book I've read of his. and It's great, too. Isn't he fantastic? He's fantastic, yes. And he's a lot like Jeremy as well, my husband. And Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of similarities there. He's just a a visionary as well. So do you know that he puts his cell phone number in the back of the book? No, I didn't. To call him. And so when I gave it to a, a friend who was like a brother growing up, he actually called Bob. <laughs> so he How answered. <laughs> he answered, and they talked for fifteen minutes. No way. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you're like, how does he have time for all this? But he is one special individual. That I mean, even that alone shows how much he loves people. Yeah. He's so genuine about it. I remember standing in line to have him um, sign a book, and my sister was with me, and and we go up to shake his hand and sign the book, and he just grabs us and gives us the biggest hug. <laughs> You're like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Great. You know, and having lost our dad 20 years ago, it just Mm -hmm. felt like a fatherly hug and just such a kind, kind individual. So, yes. I can see it through his book. I mean, goodness. Love some Bob Goff, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next week for part two of my interview with Melinda Dennison. Want some more insight on how to strengthen your marriage? You can find new blogs posted every week and a new live monthly webinar. Just go to intentionalmarriages.net. That's intentionalmarriages with an S dot net, N-E-T. Thank you and stay intentional.